I am Matthew Thomas with Super Cool Radio. My guest this time, making her second appearance here on Super Cool Radio. She's a dark rock artist signed to DI Records who recently released a brand new album entitled Morbid Illusion. Please welcome Sharon. Hey guys. Thank you so much for being back here on Super Cool Radio. Of course. Thanks for having me again. And a very big reason I want to chat with you, going to get right into it. You released a brand new album entitled Morbid Illusion. How was writing and recording the new album? Oh, it was so crazy. Um, I was working on this album during COVID all of last year. So whereas normally whenever I'd record an album, you know, I'd spend six, seven, eight months, whatever, writing it, um, teaching it to my band, working through it with them. And then we'd book two weeks in the studio and then just knock it out. And that was it. And then we'd listen to mixes over the next couple months and get it mastered and print merch. And that was it. Um, with Morbid Illusion, it went a little bit differently. Um, big part of that was COVID, but um, another big uh, variable to the writing and recording process of this album was I ended up being, um, the project ended up just being me and my bass player um, in this last year. So I was already writing all his bass parts to begin with. Um, but in the past, I'd always had a little bit um, of help with like the rhythm sections of songs and the drums in particular, because I'd never been a drum player. I can't play the drums to save my life. Um, my extent of skills on the drums is I can sit there and play boots and cats and hold a beat and maybe do a roll here and there. And that's all I got. So, but I can, you know, in this last year though, I had to learn how to write drums and how to program drum parts. And that was a big part of this was I was kind of forced to create this entire album from the bones to the skin with all of the anatomy completely by myself. And that was, the, I think, the biggest part. It was a huge learning experience and it was super hard. It was super stressful, um, but I had so much help from wonderful people and I was able to get it done and I could not be happier with how it came out. So... Yeah, I really enjoy it. I think, um, you know, from your last album, Reflection, and now into Morbid Illusion, I think definitely, I think your uh, the confidence is growing. The um, I think your style is, you know, kind of evolving a little bit. But I think just the quality of your production has gone up as well. Yeah, um, and, you know, my producer's awesome. Um, he runs Rusty Sun Audio um, in Parker, Colorado. His name's Nick Noderft, um, and he's amazing at what he does. And he just keeps getting better with every album. I've done my last three albums now with him, and he's just incredible. Yeah, when you started releasing singles, I think the first one was Can We Pretend? That was the first one for uh, Morbid Illusion. I was like, man, that sounds really good. And then you released the, the follow-up, and I was like, man, it's just getting better and then better and then better. I think you released five total or four total? Four. Four. Yeah. And they just kept getting better and better like as the you know closer the album release got. Well, thank you. So I really enjoy it. My full uh, uh, review will be up uh, the next day you know, tomorrow, so I'm really uh, awesome. 
Yeah, so I've been listening to that, I've been jamming to that. Uh, but I see I see a lot of positive uh, reviews for one song in particular. A lot actually is Pinup Doll. Yeah. I see a lot of people talking about that one. Yeah. So like, how was it uh, writing that song? Um, so I had written the entire instrumental first, and that was kind of the case for the majority of this album, was I'd completed all of the instrumentals and had them all programmed into my software and everything before I even started um, writing lyrics in full. I had ideas obviously here and there for every song about what I wanted it to be about. Um, and I had like choruses or whatever already written. Um, but with this one, I didn't really have anything besides the instrumental when I first started. And when I finished the instrumental, I was noticing a lot of people kind of disappearing from my life after I, you know, I went through this really weird breakup and like transition and, I, all these people that I thought were my friends just kind of vanished from my life. And I was thinking like, you know, why, like, why, <laughs> you know? So that's kind of where that song came from. It's about breaking down a public figure um, that you've been involved with and trying to make them look like the bad guy and just, and hurt them um, after, you know, like something like that happens. And the reason I, themed it that way was because this person did, like someone I had an intimate relationship viewed me as a public figure and told me that many times. And I always thought that was super weird. So after, you know, after we split up and I watched all these people disappear from my life, it, it did kind of seem to me that way. Like, you know, he, he viewed me as a public figure. He was trying to ruin, the, you know, my art for me and make me look like the bad guy because one reason or another our relationship didn't work. So. That's where Pinup Doll came from. <laughs> All right, yeah, I got you. Definitely, it's uh, definitely an emotional song. Just you know, just listening to it and stuff, and definitely, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Even if you you know you're not a you know, consider yourself a public figure, just a lot of people can relate to that in a relationship or something That's like that. Because I never really viewed myself that way either. Yeah, so it must be for the first time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was weird yeah. every time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, so your know, Morbid Illusion just dropped very recently. Uh, what can people expect from it uh, musically and lyrically? Yeah, um, the biggest review I've gotten about it from a couple different people now. It's been out for a week and I have gotten a lot of reviews from friends and, you know, from writers and critics and things like that. And the biggest thing that I've gotten about it was just this album is very heavy emotionally. Um, it was obvious, you know, I went through a lot. I was in a lot of pain and I really... Um, I've really just focused all of that pain and energy and emotion into this music. Um, and that's the biggest part of this album is, oh, my little pick is back there. You can see her in the background. She's running around. I, I saw, yeah. Um, <laughs> my, my cat's upstairs sleeping, so. Oh, so is mine. Um, he, he just, he doesn't want anything to do with anybody. He's just up there napping. But it's a very cat thing. Involved all the time. Yes. <laughs> um, so it is a very emotionally heavy album. And... Uh, musically, it's also a little bit heavier, a little bit more um, progressed than Reflection or Incarnation of Nightmares or any of my previous albums. Um, so, because I did focus a lot more on the music before anything else on this album, because I sat down and finished all the instrumentals before I ever sang on top of them. Um, so it is a lot more advanced musically. It's very heavy emotionally, pretty heavy musically. Actually, when the CDs first came in the mail, I was super excited and. Um, my boyfriend and I went out into the car to listen to it on like good speakers and we put the CD in and we turned the volume up and it was like, whoa, we both kind of got spooked 
immediately because it was it comes in with just like a punch in the face and i wasn't even ready for it i knew exactly what song was first i knew exactly what was coming but i was not prepared for just how in your face that first hit is on the album so that was really fun <laughs> it definitely sounds like and it definitely is it's definitely a heavier album you know lyrically and uh musically and i definitely like all the elements you throw like the the uh kind of the, the start of pinup doll like i really like how that uh whatever you use i don't really know uh, how to describe it but the intro to that is very uh different Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, definitely, uh, if everyone uh, check out More Delusion, it's on all the streaming platforms, all that stuff. Uh, do, you, um, do you have physical copies? Or I, I know that was part of the bundle. I do, yes. They are available on my website. There's no longer a bundle option. Uh, that was just a discount up until the album came out. But all the individual merch items are on the website. There's CDs, there's um, new t-shirts with the artwork from Morbid Illusion on them. Um, there's a new poster, I mean, new stickers, and stickers I just give away for free with whatever you buy, so. Hey, get some free stickers with anything you buy. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as I said, I'm working on my review for it. I've definitely, I've, I've really enjoyed More Illusion. I've listened to it twice, you know, full, full uh, front to back twice, and uh, awesome. I, I've really enjoyed it. I think definitely, I think it's a step up from like you know your previous stuff, which I really enjoyed. Now it's like I think you definitely kicked into another gear with Morbid Illusion. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I, I saw your interview with uh, Zach and Nord Nerds Order, my friend. Uh, I really liked uh, you guys talking about uh, screaming into oblivion uh, about mm -hmm. all that stuff. I thought it was very uh, like it really that really fit and really relatable at least to myself and I think others as well. Yeah, and that's the thing. So many people struggle with depression, and so few people talk about it. And it's really important to me because obviously I've dealt with it for the majority of my life. So I try to focus on it in my music when I can. And I, lo I mean, I love how screaming into oblivion came out. It's so raw and just honest, and that's what I wanted. So. Yeah, definitely. It's super relatable and definitely, uh, you know, puts positive spin on, you know, talking about depression, all that stuff. And then really it, it hits with people, I think. Yeah. It doesn't glamorize it, though. Like, we don't need to glamorize depression. We need to talk about it. Yeah, no, I, I think you did very well with, uh, with the message and uh, Screaming into Oblivion. Well, thank you. And so, um, so you know, obviously the, uh, the artwork for it, which I, I, I really liked how it looks because it really just matches that whole feel of Morbid Illusion. Uh, so how did the artwork come together for it? Um, I actually just reached out to an artist that I'd worked with in the past. He actually also did the artwork for uh, the Enchiridion of Nightmares album. Um, and I thought that style would work really well with this almost facade, um, pretending and putting up an image, you know, and trying to maintain an image. And I thought that his style would work really well in this like fake doll world kind of that I was trying to create with this album. So I reached out to him and I told him kind of what the album was about, um, the theme that I wanted, the color scheme I wanted and what I wanted to include. And I told him I wanted to just have a girl on the floor, clearly hurt, clearly vulnerable with her entire life, like in her home life around her. Uh, there's like little, if you like really look at the detail, there's like little stuffed animals laying around and things like that. Um, and everything's kind of broken. And there's a, a mirror behind her, almost like a mirror, mirror on the wall kind of mirror, showing an, like a vision um, of a girl and a guy. And the guy's like holding onto her wrist and like pulling her. And there's like demons all around them, like kind of consuming them. So that, I mean, I don't have to explain why that was the artwork for the album, but it definitely summed up the record as a whole. <laughs> oh, definitely, exactly. And all the little details you said, like the stuffed animals and stuff, like that definitely, um, 
it just it just makes it. I think it just really it really just fits the whole theme of the uh, uh, album just perfectly. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. I love how it came out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh, so uh, uh, you're signed with DI Records, as I said, you know. Uh, so what drew you to signing with DI Records? I know you've been signing for them for a little bit now. Yeah, I actually signed with them a little over a year ago. Um, it was funny how it happened because for the longest time, I mean, they were reaching out to me and, I, you know, you get a lot of, being a local musician, you get a lot of spam like that, like people telling you, oh, we'll do A, B, and C for you, but you got to pay us this amount of money and then you never really see anything. Um, so I kind of just brushed it off because I kept getting emails from them and I just kind of like opened them and just let them go. <laughs> um, eventually I announced a tour with uh, Dematis who are also on the label. And at that point, uh, DI reached out to me again and I again kind of ignored it. And then I knew who they were after I had played with Dematis because I talked to them about it a little bit and I was like, oh wow, this is like a real thing? Oh, okay, cool. Um, so I played that show with them and then I kind of forgot about it. I had that whole tour was when like my van broke down and it was chaos. So <laughs> I kind of like, yeah. forgot about it for a while. Um, and then the name DI Records came up again. Um, they were doing like a search for artists or something. So I emailed Dakota again and I asked him, I was like, hey, like, is this still, is this offer still on the table? And he basically told me, I mean, yeah, it's been here for like a year and a half. So if you want in, you're in. <laughs> and he sent over a contract and I took about a week to look at it. I had a couple of professionals look at it and it all seemed legit. So yeah, signed with them. I want to say March, April last year. Yeah, and I've, I've worked close with DI Records for some uh, for like shows and interviews and stuff. And I really like working with Dakota. He's always he's oh, nice. Yeah. And he's awesome. like, he he's gets the most fun positive, too. optimistic person. And he's just so... He always compliments you. He always just makes you feel awesome about yourself. He's way cool, dude. Oh yeah, for sure. He's always funny too. Like I would be talking something about something serious, and then it would just send me a funny gif. And it's yeah, he's really good at that. <laughs> I had some weird stuff go on at the end of last year, and um, I was feeling pretty down for a while. And uh, he was always really good about you know like giving me the motivation and the gifts, like you were saying, and just making you laugh and making you feel better. He's he's just an awesome person like that. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I love work with DI Records. Just uh, you know everything they do, their mission. You know, work with Dakota and like all, all the great bands they have signed. They have so many great bands. They're signing like it seems like every other week they're always signing new bands. And I was yeah. always like, how did I not know about the, you know this yeah. band? Yeah, they're awesome. They're way cool. And uh, I know you had some cool coming up July sixteenth at the Oriental Theater in Denver, Colorado. You'd be you had a show going on. Um, how's it feel to play another show? Because I know you played one in March. Yeah, um, and that was the first show I'd played um, in like eight months at that point, I think. Um, and it was so much fun. God, I had so many tequila shots before I went on stage, but <laughs> it felt so good to be at a show again. I was so excited. And I mean, it was just so much fun. It was so fun to play live with a band again. Even the couple band practices that I had, I had a couple fill-in musicians and uh, for the show and we practiced twice before we went on stage and even just the band practice, being in that environment again was just so dang cool. But being on stage is an indescribable feeling and it was so much fun. I'm so excited for that Oriental show. I've never played the Oriental Theater and I love it. I've been to a few shows there and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful theater. So I'm very excited. I uh, Now that I have the time, now that I'm done with the album, 
now that it's out in the world, aside from doing some other projects for it, but I can't say what yet. Um, I, I am very excited to play a show again, and I am very excited to do more artistic things with it this time around. Yeah, definitely. It sounds very cool. If I was not on the other side of the of the uh, country, I would probably be there. But uh, what can people expect from the live show? Um, the theatrical Roan you know and love. I like it. I like it. Uh, and how, how do you prepare for a show other than uh, tequila shots? <laughs> I do vocal warm-ups like a responsible human. I just dropped a battery. Um, that's not a very good... Uh, as I was saying that I was a responsible human, I dropped a battery. So I'm not off to a great start. But I do my vocal warm-ups like a responsible vocalist. I, I do my stretches. And I learned that if I don't do stretches, then I spend the next week just in agonizing pain in my neck and upper back. So um, I do my stretches. I do my vocal exercises. I rehearse with my band. I think through everything I want to do visually and artistically for every song and kind of the transitions in between the songs and how I want to introduce what song, where I want to just go from one song into the other without, you know, any interruptions and... I do put a lot of thought into the set, you know, it's because it's not just 30 minutes of play six, seven songs and have a good night and let's go drink. I, I, I do try to put a little bit more effort into my shows than that usually. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it always comes through when you see what, you know, musicians actually put effort in and stuff. It definitely comes through. And uh, you seem, you know, it sounds like you have a, you always uh, put thought into like what uh, set list you have going on and stuff. Yeah. Uh, can you give me hits about the set list that you got coming up? It's going to be all Morbid Illusion songs. There's not a single song on there from Reflection or Incarnation of Nightmares. It's all, there's no covers. It's all Morbid Illusion. And I'm really excited to play the songs live. That sounds really awesome. Yeah. Uh, that actually, yeah, that definitely, especially like all the theatrics, you know, you, you know, all the kind of themes and stuff like can really come out in the music. Yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm in Indiana, so. Let's <laughs> under. I might have to. I got some friends over there, but we'll see. I've heard plane tickets are kind of expensive, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Indiana's kind of far to drive. Just slightly. Uh, yeah. I've done that. Not it's not. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one day. One day. One day. Maybe I'll come back out there at some point soon. Hey, I'll, be, I'll be in for that. Even, or even Illinois. One state over. There you go. There you go. But thank you so much, Ron, for hanging out with me here on Super Cool Radio. Always a great time chatting with you. I do have one more thing before I let you guys uh, before I let you go. Uh, so, what are your plans for the rest of the year? It's already June of uh, 2021. Yeah, um, like I said, I'm doing a couple follow up projects for the new album. Um, so I'll have more stuff coming out in regards to Morbid Illusion in the next few months, and then. I've already obviously started writing new music beyond Morbid Illusion because it's what I do. So I think I'm just going to take the rest of this year to write and maybe play a couple shows. We'll see. But I think I'm just going to really focus on creating new music. So. That day sounds awesome. I've definitely, I definitely really enjoyed Morbid Illusion. If anyone, check it out. It's on all the streaming platforms. You can buy it on her store as well if you want a physical copy and all the other cool stuff she has. You get free stickers, so definitely check out her store as well. Those are free stickers. Yeah, it's free, it's free <laughs> stickers. I'll leave a link in the description of this video. And uh, thank you so much, Sean, for hanging out with me here on Super Cool Radio. Yeah, thank you. This was of, course, of course, I am Matthew Thomas, and you've been watching Super Cool Radio. <laughs>